0: Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, whatever time of day it is that you're listening or oh, watching, there he is, uh, this latest episode of Turfcast Podcast with me, Joe Redmond, and as usual, my good friend, Simon Townley. How you doing, mate?
2: I'm good, thanks. I prefer that intro. That's a better one.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's better than just friend, isn't it? It's, it's, it's better than good oh, friend. What would you prefer? Co-host? That's
2: fine. Yeah? Yeah? Yeah. Um,
0: hairdresser to the stars? How about that uh, one? No, you'll no. be
2: coming out with Burnley Express cut above next.
0: <laughs> oh, that is that is the easiest headline in the world, isn't it? Salmon Townley's Tal- oh. is a cut above. I hate it. Easy. Easy.
2: Um have you been anyway, mate? You alright? I'm very good. Yeah, it's uh what a week of football we've had. It's not usual that we have so much sort of to talk about in one 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 week of football.
0: Of because we have two games to talk about this week, because last week's show were released Uh, Wednesday evening, uh, sorry Thursday, Tuesday evening slash Wednesday morning because we had the game on Wednesday evening. We got there in the end, Um, so we did uh, the podcast before the Leicester game. So now we have to talk about the Leicester game in this one. Then, of course, we'll have to do the Arsenal game after it, and then do a quick preview of the Everton game. As you know, we don't like doing two bigger previews um, these days uh, for the upcoming game because of the pre-game show, uh, which is what we I'm trying to do again. on a regular basis and I really enjoyed the last one that I did obviously if you missed it it was with the Don of YouTube the Don of football YouTube Robbie Lyle I think his last name is from AFTV and he was really good I really enjoyed it so it's made me think and I did it live because Robbie couldn't do it in any any other time so I did it live on YouTube and I thought it went down quite well um so what the plan is to start doing them live now on the morning of the game um if I'm working then uh, and and whatever it might change I'm actually working this week to be fair but I don't start while well off 11, so I should be able to shoehorn like a 10 a.m. live showing. Um, so fingers crossed we can start doing that. I have been in touch with some Everton, Everton channels, uh, trying to find one that is happy to do it. Um, and we know Everton fan Owen, who, who likes the podcast, so if all else fails, we'll get Owen on. Um, but Owen, Owen came on last time, so I do like to try and mix it up a little bit. Um, but, yeah, I'm in touch with a couple. Um, but, anyway, as usual, uh, got to get all the housekeeping in. Uh before we start the podcast, as you can see at the bottom of your screen, we are, of course, sponsored by Pitch Sports. If you haven't already, please go and download it. It is available on the App Store and the Google Play Store and is now available in Ireland. Um, It might be available in other parts of the world. I don't know. I just know it is available in the UK and it's available in Ireland. If you haven't already, go and download it. As I said, it is like a fan hub. Um, you can put your predicted scores on there, your predicted lineups. Uh, you can respond to the games afterwards, put your thoughts across. And every single week we ask a question that is uploaded to the app um, and uh, we ask you to answer it. Uh, and, and when and when you do answer it, we will read the answers out on the podcast every single week if you have responded. But uh, some more housekeeping this week. As you can see, if you are watching on YouTube, I've changed Uh, What it says at the bottom of the screen, we were eligible for Facebook stars around six months ago. For whatever reason, Facebook took them off. It was an issue with apparently they thought there was a song in one of my um, Facebook videos. Uh, We did a live stream when we played Watford last year down at Carroll Road. We did a live stream on that. And YouTube's algorithm, not YouTube, sorry, Facebook's weird algorithm picked up some song. On, on like a bit where me and Simon and I think it were Quilter at the time, and um, we're just chatting about the game. Went back to it, checked it, nothing there. Yeah, well, it could be that. It could be your singing voice, and YouTube just picked up your voice, thinking that you're singing. But oh, finally, right. it just came up the other day saying send Turfcast stars, and I was like, what? I've not got stars. You took them off me, and I checked, and they've given me back. So we are eligible for Facebook stars, and that is the reason why I'm going to start doing the the, uh, the pregame show live because I was in the process of moving a lot of stuff over to YouTube, thinking, well, fuck Facebook, I'll move everything over to YouTube. They can help me out. Uh, but now what I'll do, I'll, I'll broadcast simultaneously on both of them. So uh, the pregame show will be live on the morning of the game, on, on on the games when I can do it. I'm going to try and do it more than possible now. We will probably bring the Vodcast Restream back on Friday nights. Uh, might move it to Thursday nights. Again, that'll all come out. Uh, And then the watch along's over there every single week and uh, and things like that, as they are at the minute. Uh, And a big shout out to Johnny Tate again and Kieran Phillips, of course. Uh, Me and Simon couldn't do it this week. It was my little boy's third birthday party. Um, So that's why I couldn't do it. And then we had to move. uh, So we had to do, uh, I asked Johnny uh, and Kieran and Johnny had a lot of stuff to move around. Um, So massive shout out to Johnny for that. Johnny, appreciate that. I said I owe him some beers. I've not managed to do it yet. Um, Yeah. (laughs) send me your address Johnny and I'll get you some beers Um, but yeah uh, big shout out to Johnny and Keelan for doing that so it just goes to show that when I'm unavailable uh, and even in the rare occasions that me and Simon are unavailable because it doesn't happen often but we still have people that are are willing to step in for us now so fingers crossed the watch along's there every single week now until fans are allowed back in once fans are allowed back in obviously we'll be on the game so I'm not sure what the plan will be with that we'll cross that bridge when we come to it. Uh, but yeah, we are now eligible for Facebook stars. So if you are watching this on Facebook or you're watching any other live stream on Facebook, just send us some stars. It helps massively. Uh, it's your best way to be able to support uh, your favorite streamers on Facebook. And one more thing, and I know everybody hates this bit where I do all the housekeeping is like, Oh, just get a move on with it. Uh, I want to give a big shout out to Neil Layfield. And I won't go into, into too much detail why it's not my place to say, but um, Neil's a big fan of the podcast. Uh, and he's going through a little bit of a tough time at the minute. So, thinking of you, mate, shout out. Um, if you're listening, hope everything's well. And, um, yeah, you know where I am if you need me, mate. Anyway, moving on. As I said, two games to look back at this week. Um, Burnley won, Leicester won uh, last Wednesday. Uh, went 1-0 up uh, thanks to a goal through Vidra. Um, but we were pegged back uh, in the second half, sorry, in the first half, um, from a goal, for a real goal, uh, may I say so, from Ian Nacho. Um so yeah Burnley one Leicester one sound and talented
2: go. Joe, sure. just as you said it then it comes to my mind then it's like the tale of the two forgotten strikers almost you know any actual has been a similar sort of role to Vidra I presume for Leicester fans would agree with that I presume sorry um that he's one of them players that you kind of want to see more but there's other people that are above him in the pecking order so they're not getting the chances and both of them came out and took the the one or two chances that they got, they put one away. So, yeah, they, they did really well, both of them. So, fair play to Leicester. But what a game, actually. Really yeah, it good.
0: were a good game. It were a good game. And I felt like we looked back to, uh, and, and, and similar to the Arsenal game, we're we'll looking at the Arsenal game, but we'll get onto that. We still pressed teams high up the pitch. And I feel like we've been missing that a little bit this season. Like Burnley gets so much criticism for being a defensive side. And when we don't have the ball, as, as we say a million times, we obviously like to be compact. It will be stupid to be open and expansive when you don't have the ball. Teams do it in different ways. Man City try and win the ball back as quickly as possible within that first 10, 15 seconds. Put everything within that power to get that ball back. Burnley put everything within their power to get back into their compact shape. But when we don't have the ball um, and uh, an opposition side is in half, uh, what I do like to see is do is press Quite high up the pitch, and I feel like we did that uh, in the Leicester game, and that's a perfect example of how we scored the goal. I'm just watching it again now. Um, so it's Chowdery isn't it, that picks the ball up? Um, yeah, yeah. So Chowdery it's passed it's past the ball from one of his centre backs, and Chowdery picks the ball up straight away. It's it's uh, Jack Cork, I believe, that's on him straight away, like a rash. Uh, so he tries to give the ball back to his centre back. He panics, puts it straight into the path of Vidra, who does well to get past that centre back and then creates himself some loads of space and just fires it past Casper Schmeichel. Um, handed on him a little bit of a play, the possession anyway, um, but he's done well to get past the centre-back and then the finish is an absolute brilliant finish. Um, so I I think that Vidra is probably one of the only ones that might have been able to get past the centre-back in current form anyway. Um, so shout out to Viz for doing that. But yeah, a good goal from Burnley's perspective, although Lesser will look at it and, and say, well, if we didn't give the ball away, then it, it wouldn't have happened.
2: Yeah, you you got to like, you got to give thanks to Chowdhury for that goal, aren't you? it's all on him. Uh, he's given the ball away. But that being said, left footed strike from Vids across the face of, a, of a, an amazing keeper that we'll come into in a minute because I've got a list of fucking compliments for him on this game. But he, uh, yeah, he, he levered it and he hit it with like a yeah. man who scored 20 goals this season. He, he didn't hit it like a man who's not scored in however many games at home.
0: Yeah, well, I've just, just like I said, just one. It gets past the defeat it with ease, it's always so not there. Uh, and then the finish itself, like I said, is it is Chowdhury's fault that we've got position in, uh, possession in the first place. I'm not going to dress it up and, uh, and try and say, you know, it's any reason. I do think us pressing um, Chowdhury has helped that. But it, uh, a player of Premier League quality should be able to, to pass the ball back to his centre-back there. Um, but the finish itself, like you say, it's a brilliant finish. Left footer, top bins, passed a really good goalkeeper in Sparkle.
2: Absolutely. Yeah, I'll tell you what though, mate, Chowdhury had a stinker. Not only did he give that ball away, he was pretty poor in possession through the rest of the game, and then he missed a he missed a golden opportunity. I won't say sitter because it was still a it was a cross in, but he had an open volley, no one around him, and he just scuffed it and uh, give chance for Pope to save it. So yeah, yeah, he smacked
0: smacked it into the ground, and it's yeah, uh, yeah, cross in it in. I'm not sure what happened with that one. I just think he took his eye off it because.
2: Was it one of the defenders who were just underneath it? Obviously, oh, Berlin defender. He's probably expected a, a touch it on it. Challenging, even. I think he just tried to control it into the net, but ended up just not getting enough contact, so it hit it into the ground.
0: Yeah, he should have done better with that. Definitely. Um, at least got it on target. I think it might go down as a shot on target. I'm just watching the replay again it's now. Ball comes it. in. Yeah, Pope tips it over, but was it even going in? I'm not sure. It might go down uh, as a shot on target, um, but that brings us on then, unfortunately, to the Leicester goal. I'm not sure who the lad is uh, in the middle who does the pass, uh, no, I- but it's it, it's. Uh, I think I think it's the same centre back that passed uh, the ball to Chowdhury earlier on in the game, um, but he completely cuts out the midfield this time. Obviously uh, aware of uh, of the mistake that Chowdhury's done and the, and the pleasure that Burnley were getting with the press, um, but it's. Uh, I'm not going to say a long ball because it's like a a nicely delicate hit pass, but it's a ball over the top of the entire Burnley squad. Every single I'm looking at the freeze freeze frame now. Every single Burnley player is back in position. He's even got the two strikers, Wood and Vidra, closing him down at the time of the pass at either side of him. But he hits it entirely over our midfield, entirely over our centre-backs, straight into the path of Ian Acho who, it's an insane volley, that, who just volleys it past Nick Pope. And now I have a bit of an exception with this goal um, because some people giving Popey some stick um, on, on Twitter.com um, and saying, what's he doing there? Stay in your net. But I just think when you see a ball come over like that, you're going to rush out. You're taught, as a, as you'll tell me now, uh, as a young lad, if you're a goalkeeper trying to make it at Fulish Colts or whatever, you're always told to come out and smother that ball if a, if, a, if a striker's running down on you. And that's what Nick Pope instantly tries to do. 99 times out of 100 in that scenario, the striker takes a touch. So 99 yeah. times out of 100 in that scenario, Nick Pope's on him and smothers it. But because for some reason, Ian actual turn into prime Robin Van Persie, he just volleys it into the bottom corner. And there's nothing you can do in that situation as a goalkeeper when you're in the position that you're in.
2: Yeah, no, an unbelievable pass. I think it was Mendy, but again, I'm not too sure who it were. Um, but yeah, what a pass. Just dinked it over. It was just like, he had all the time in the world to volley. It, it was that good of a pass. Um, Paul has come out now at the angle. If it was, if he wasn't anticipating the ball going, I don't think he expected in the actual to even bring it down. I think he's thinking it's going past him because he he's actually slightly to the right. So I think, granted, it was... Half, half bad positioning I'd say because I think he'd expected something whereas in no one expected Iniesta to take that on the first touch volley yeah. nobody uh, so it, it's just an unbelievable goal and sometimes you have to say fair play um, every single goal could be stopped in the Premier League if someone else did something different but at the end of the day you've just got to take your hat off every now and again and say you know what I'll go finish get on with it move on because it was a good goal Iniesta, like I said again another striker that's not necessarily a first choice is in because of injuries and um, and what a strike it were. Left left foot again, I think.
0: Yeah, left foot. Uh yeah. it, it, it's the it, it's the pass that makes that goal. Uh, don't get me wrong, it is a brilliant finish, but it, that pass is it, it just I say it puts him on a plate for him. He's still got a lot to do, to be fair. And ninety nine times out of hundred, he does take that touch. So maybe it isn't the pass, maybe I'll just talk. But the pass is, is sensational. Oh, um to, I agree. to, to, to land it. on it brilliantly. And then, But then he's got so much to do there because, like I said, if he takes a touch, he's probably not going to score that goal. So the fact that he's managed to wrap his foot around that and put it in the bottom corner, I've said the same as what you've just said there on Twitter. I said, you've just got to take your hat off with that goal and say, fair play, you deserve deserve the equaliser from that goal alone. That was a sensational pass and sensational volley.
2: Unbelievable volley, mate. But again, I fully agree with you. I said it myself in my sort of summary of it. The pass... Was that good? It gave him all the time in the world to think. I'm just going to hit it. it. It was the pass that gave him the freedom to hit that because it was on a plate for him coming down. Um, the the hardest bit was making the right decision for the striker because, like you said, probably if he'd have missed that, everyone, everybody would have said should have brought it down. Yeah. If the but end of the day, it was he made the right decision. What a goal! Yeah, definitely. Uh, And then second half, I felt like we
0: were the better side. Um, I think first half, to be honest, I think we were the better side in the first half as well, if I'm being honest. But I think in the second half, we were easily the the, the better side. I think Leicester tired, but they do have a lot of injuries, so that's what they'll put that down to. Uh, And ultimately, I I wasn't really happy with the draw in the end because of how well we played and how many chances we had. Um, Now, normally we come off this sort of debate and say, oh, well, X, Y and Z should have done better with this chance, that chance and that chance. But I'm not... Feeling that with this one, I feel like we just found after Ian actual turned into prime Van Persie, Casper turns into prime Peter uh, and just actually just turns into sensational form in the net. And we just found him in on a very good day, unfortunately.
2: Yeah, I mean, it, there's no doubt about it, he is one of the best that uh, the Premier League's in. He's, he's definitely one of the top ones at the minute. Um, he saved, if you remember, well in the first half, not going, I know we're going into second half now, but he did save that talk he had header from the Dwight McNeil cross. Dwight sort of looked from the, near enough the corner spot, uh, corner flag, sorry, crossed it in, backpawed, Tarky's headed it down. I think it was a second phase of a corner. Uh, Schmackel just got down really low because Tarky's done everything right. He's headed it into the ground. He's gone down yeah, just- uh, to the left of him, tipped it wide. And then in the second half, Chris Wood done everything right. He's just got the ball, headed it across. Schmeichel, with a save that, his top, top jaw. It's it's to his left. He's tipped it around the post. It was it was ridiculous. Any other keeper would not have saved that on... You know what I mean? It, that was just his day. It was just class that day.
0: Yeah, just watching the, obviously the, the two that you just mentioned now. The Tarki header, there's uh, not much more you could do with that. The Chris Wood header, it's not a criticism of him here. I don't think he could do much more with that. But if he does head it further into the, the, the side that Schmeichel's diving... It probably does go in, but he's still got so much on it. It's probably only not really physically possible to get it even further. I'm just watching another one now from distance, um, yeah. a, a curling shot. Uh, he, he saves that as well, obviously. And there's one coming in now, Charlie Taylor uh, on the cross. Ball falls to, is That's that with West End? Oh, and it's yeah. the post. Yeah, yeah. So we will and look. At I, 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 was, I was with the performance, um, obviously. I thought we played very well because obviously this was the first game after the Tottenham defeat. So we're coming back in into the game um, in probably not you know low on confidence. I think it's fair to say, um, and then we played very very well against Asad, who at the time was second in the league table. Admittedly, they've had a few injuries, um, but because of how well we played, I ended up coming away disappointed with the point. To be honest,
2: massively. I mean, you could people would argue. I think Leicester fans might see it a different way. They might say it deserved a draw. You know, Tielemans hit the post not long after we hit the post. Um, Pope's, you know, he, he does what he does. He's done a good couple of saves, but like I said, that that wood header from Lawton's cross, the McNeil cross on tarky's header. Um, I just think that them two main chances would, for me, is why we edge that game and we deserved the win.
0: Yeah, I think so. I also feel uh, it's a slightly a missed opportunity because we played a Leicester side. I know they've yeah. since gone to Brighton and beaten Brighton. Um, so it, it's you, you can look at that and say it's a point gain because they've then beaten Brighton at Brighton uh, I, feel I, I feel it's a missed opportunity to play so well, to play side with so many injuries uh, and not win and I feel like that's, that's the reason why we are where we are this season because there's been so many missed opportunities, we're missing opportunity against West Brom, we're missing opportunity against Fulham, we're missing opportunity at Brighton, all of them at home, Burnley of last season win three out of them four games and now they're above Leeds and and you know, knocking on door at top ten, and won't be anywhere near the relegation talk. Um, but now, obviously, um, we are. So I've, I do. I'm happy with the point, and I think we played well. But I also see it as a missed opportunity.
2: Yeah, mate. You know, you got Fulham to add to that list. We've got um, we've got some results that you think they they were there for the taking. Fulham, West Brom uh, with ten men. Fulham weren't necessarily in the form that you would say that they are in at the minute, but they were just starting to turn that corner. So you know, it was still a time to to pounce um i do think we we deserve to be higher than we are when you look at sort of the fact that we could we could have won certain games but then also we put ourselves in this position by not killing off games like west brom and fulham and, and they're just recent games
0: yeah exactly and then when you look at the start that we had didn't win for the yeah. first seven or eight games or whatever has, is we've only got ourselves to blame uh, and it is worrying me slightly that we're not pulling away from it and we're still in, the, in this position now um, but we'll get onto that after the Arsenal game um, uh, but obviously before we get onto the Arsenal game um, this is the fan reaction so this is what the Burnley fans thought of the 1-1 draw at home against Leicester City
4: Heath and Martin uh, New Zealand Clarets uh, checking in Burnley 1 Leicester City 1 Martin your thoughts remember the pig I remember the peg that was on your nose after yeah. the West Brom game. Yeah, no need for that this week. Ooh, no, absolutely not. What a great! Oh, well, it was a fantastic game of football.
1: A great game, uh, a good game for the neutrals. Uh, really entertaining. Very pleasing performance. Um, lots of energy. Uh, I was very pleased with the way uh, the two front players, front players played. I thought, thought I've always said they're a good. Co- they could be a good combination. I think if they continue to play those two up front. I think they'll get better because there were times today when they didn't. Uh, They could have done better combining. Uh, So I look forward to that combination continuing.
4: I think that uh, without question, Wood and Vidra is um, uh, our best combination up front. Chalk and cheese. Um, Yeah, I mean, uh, it it worked really well. Wood Wood obviously made a big difference coming back. He was a handful. But Vidra's got pace. And, you know, we really need pace up front to complement, you know, the big man. Uh, to uh, to complement wood, so I think it's our best combination, and they seem to work really well together. Not only were they um, a handful, but they were also pressing.
1: You yeah, know, the pressing, they'd... pressing was effective. Uh, led to the goal, of, as you know, and then also some other opportunities. The one thing I would say is that sometimes we're pressing effectively, but if they do break it, we can sometimes. Um, look a little susceptible at the
4: back. Uh, yeah, especially if Lawton and uh, Taylor have uh, pushed, up. pushed up. But yeah. yeah, um, but but it was a really entertaining game. Um, you know, some of the games recently have been a bit really quite yeah. an awful watch. But that was a genuinely entertaining game. It's good. Um, your man of the match? Oh, I'd say maybe Charlie Taylor. Charlie Taylor had a really good game. Um. It's actually quite difficult to pick a man of the match. Yeah. Chris Wood was uh, was excellent again. Vidra, a really well taken goal, and I'm really pleased for him. You know, he needed that goal, and I hope he does get a, a decent run in the team now. Uh, but the whole team played really well. Pope pulled off some good saves. There's question marks over his position for their goal. Uh, but it was a really, really good, clever pass over.
1: Well, it, it took that kind of a goal to beat us, to tie with yeah. us today. So.
4: It was a clever pass over and it was a brilliant finish, uh, to, to be fair to Leicester. So it was a really good goal. Um, but Arsenal next. Arsenal next. Yep. yep. Uh, onwards and upwards. So, yeah, let's um, get six points off those guys. Oh, six points in one season. That'd be great. Yeah. Goodbye from New Zealand. Up the clarets.
5: Hi, guys. Uh, talk about Leicester game. It was much more like it, more, way more on the attacking front foot, bombing forward. You, you know, playing the football that you want to see. We're a lot more confident. Completely different performance to the last two games. I thought Wilton was fantastic at right back again, as he has been most this season. He's Been fantastic. I thought uh, <clears throat> Ridge played really well. Uh, Glad he got his goal because he's, he's not had what he deserved recently. You know, his performance deserved a, a goal. So, it's great to see him on the on, the score, um, on the score sheet. It wasn't an easy finish, but he made it look easy. So, you know, it's something to build on now. And, you know, our Leicester team had the third best uh, away record of it. No, they have yeah one of the best away records, so they're no more. I know they're missing a few players. We're gonna play what's in front of you. We thought we were just a lot more enjoyable to watch, more like I wanted to see from from a burner team. Um, so we can take it forward to the Arsenal game. Hopefully, bring a few players more players back, Gummerson and Brady. That'll help our cause, knowing. Um, you know I think we can get the Arsenal defence. I don't think they're brilliant, so we'll just have to ever have go at them. So we'll see how we get on. And you know, keep playing like that, we'll pick up points. So we've we'll just got to keep going, keep taking it forward. <clears throat> a lot more like it though. Um Michael made some unbelievable saves to today. us, and you know, on another day we could've had a two or three, but points of you know, you'd have taken a point before the game, so think it's a good result so yeah on to Arsenal come on thanks guys
3: Woody as well, he looked back to summer like, didn't he? Hey, I told you he'd start, didn't I? I told you. Hey, it hey, me he cunts to school alive, but it weren't for uh, want to try him, was it? Oh, Smykel, cool. we're on good form, weren't it? Saved a, a few good saves, especially against Woody. So, yeah, and uh, he were linking up well as well, weren't he, with Vidra, It seemed like, you know, big man, little man partnership going on there. seemed to work well. Good to see him get a bloody goal at last, and all, isn't it? Bloody Vince, hey hey cracking finish, that good. Well done, lad. Well done. Man, you not as good as their lads' bloody finish, they What a belter that were Oh Christ! Gonna hold your hands up sometimes, and you? And just say, oh well, no bloody stopping that, is there? Uh, eh. Although Pope did look a bit, a little bit out of position to me, a little bit wide of his goal, but. Tell you what, even if you were in the middle of goal, I don't think there were any bloody stopping that, to be fair. So, yeah, at end of the day, i was happy with a point, I don't know about you, you know, against the top three team. You can't knock it, can you? A draw, it's another point on board, towards safety. Eh? And if we can take that form into to next game against the, the Gooners, the arse, hey? Eh? Bored well, I reckon we could do him. Let's do the double over the fuckers, eh? Let's have it! Come on, Clarence. I reckon we can. Hey, I tell you what though, at game last night something that I noticed, or more to the point, something that I didn't really notice. Referee! You know, I barely noticed him. I don't even know who we who we were, ref in game. You know, I didn't say I didn't do what I do, you know, operating him, I, know, I was shouting it no. At any point, I thought, well, that boards well, doesn't it? That means he's had a good game, doesn't it? Eh? When you don't know who the fuck they are, you know, if it's Bloody Dean or a Moss or someone, I'm bloody effing and jeffing They're effing. Oh, if <laughs> they are game? You know, so it's good. You know, I guess it's it's best in it when they're like almost anonymous. Best referees, you don't know who they are, do you? You know, mind you. Sports best ref ever with that um Italian Cali Copolini, Calina Calina a Pinacolada, a do, 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 do. a doo doo, a pina ooh that big grand one, it. Lying on the beach watching the sun go down, oh hey, can't wait to, to do that at some point. Once I get my bloody vaccine, I'll be, me will be, be, jolly lying on that bloody beach. I tell you. Ooh. Uh, anyway, what were we on about? Ah, oh, buddy, that ref! Eh, bold, bold Italian one with big eyes, you know you know what I mean? He looked like Buddy out of uh, Roger Rabbit, didn't he? Cleany, clean, he was probably best ref ever and uh, he was pretty well known, so that puts uh, paid to my bollocks theory, doesn't it? Uh, anyway, what have we on about now, eh? Claret's supposed to be all about bloody claret. or referee, I don't know, talking a load of bollocks. <laughs> Unlike like me <ain't> it? He <laughs> it was supposed to be a quickie tonight as well. Ooh. Chance would be a fine thing, I can say. It. Not at the moment. William indoors is a bit laid up, so I'll have to get me rabbit out tonight. Brrr, 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 brrr. <laughs> hey. I'll have that on the the go tonight and thinking of you, Simon Townley, eh? Turf Casperion, ooh, bring it on, big boy, hey hey! Alright, clarinets, that's me for now. Take care of yourselves! Ta ra! Do 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 do! Empty football, do 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 do!
0: Empty football, do 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 do! (laughs) There have it. that was the fan reaction from Burnley one, Leicester City one. Thank you to everybody who sent their fan reactions in again. And of course, I'll say the same thing that I say every single week: um, if you want to get involved in the fan reaction, we uh, you can. We're always open to, to more people getting involved. Just film yourself talking about the match for two to three minutes, ideally in landscape, which is sideways when you hold your phone, not portrait. It, it still works if if you can't, if you don't like landscape for whatever reason, because some people. Um, still send it in portrait i can still edit it into it uh, but it looks better if you do it landscape um so yeah if you want to get involved like i said just just film yourself a code about the game it's two to three minutes two to three minutes send it to TurfcastPodcast at gmail.com, or if you know me personally send it on whatsapp uh, right so we've done the leicester game next up is the arsenal game also finished 1-1 so that's two points out of the three that we have in march um and just to point out that when i put um a fixture list up saying how many points will we get in March? About 90% of people put zero. If you think we're gonna get any, you're talking shit. So there you go. Um but yeah, Arsenal game didn't start off very well. We defended very poorly for the first 20 minutes. Um should have been two, three-nil down. Um, uh, but then we got a lucky goal. Let's be fair, it was quite a lucky goal from a Jacqueline mistake. Um, and then um was on the right side of two uh VAR. Controversies, as I've noticed, at Sky Sports labeled their YouTube video, but we'll get into that first of all. Um, Burnley won, Arsenal won. Go, I'll let you give your quick match summary and then we'll get into the, the bones of it.
2: Yeah, well, um, what a game! Like that last 20 minutes just was massively exciting for the neutral. Never mind, I mean, at my art will coming out of my mouth at times. Yeah. Uh, I, don't, I don't want to be entertaining, I want to be sat back, relaxed. 2-0 up with a beer in my hand, chilling. <laughs> One I don't want arsenal ma- to let it pause at last minute. No way. I was going to say, I can imagine you screaming at your teller. Uh, but yeah, no, it was uh, it was very exciting. It was very enthralling and there was so much drama to go into. But uh, yeah, I suppose we should really start with the Aubameyang goal, shouldn't we?
0: Yeah, uh, obviously, Williams running. Yeah, uh, I'm not happy with this goal, I'll be honest. Um, Willian's running in. He's got too much space and too much time on the ball in the middle. Um, Then he passes it out uh, to their left, our right. Aubameyang comes in. He gets past Lawton far too easily for me. Um, And Tarki, for some weird reason, goes out of position and ends up just basically making Aubameyang's mind up, saying, well, there's a shot, a path on goal. You have to shoot now. Whether that's intentional by Tarki, because he, he, he believes that Popey's got it covered, or, or he's just been caught slightly out of position. I, th- I feel like he's followed the ball a little bit too much, or he's maybe expecting him to go on the outside of Lawton rather than cutting inside of Lawton. Obviously, only he will know that. But then, because of that, aubameyang has got a clear shot on goal. Um, he gets a shot on goal. Popey's hand gets to it. And again, maybe I'm being too critical here. I feel like Popey's hand should have been stronger. Having said that, after watching the very interesting uh, goalkeeper debate on Monday, um they, they were sort of like saying how well Pope is actually done there to get down to it and how he's, and they were showing his technique and showing what he does and how he sweeps his leg away from under him because the leg actually um, is is sort of like a, a hindrance at this point, so what he does is he sweeps his leg out from under him I don't know if you saw it so uh, uh, allowing him to get down quicker, so a good insight from Rob Green Um Jamie Carragher were talking shit, but Rob Green he um, was spot on it was a really good insight and he was very complimentary of Pope and if anything he was more complimentary of Pope and Henderson um, than he was of Pickford um, but anyway that's a different debate um, but yeah that's that's their goal I feel like Lawton, he gets past Lawton too easily I feel like Tarki gets caught out of position I feel like Pope I feel like I'm being a bit harsh here with Pope eh? should have had a stronger hand on it and even in the first place I feel like William he's got too much time in the middle but what do you think of it
2: um, yeah you can you know what you've Pretty much left it there. There's not much to add to that, but um, Paul, well, your opinion's always good to hear. Oh, yeah, no, we'll say You've pretty much covered all angles, but he uh, yeah, lots you know, he does try and show him on the outside far too much so that he's actually anticipating and going on the outside. Um, talk is the same, he, he steps across thinking he's definitely going outside, so there's two people being overexcited, we'll say, for, for trying to mark him, making sure they get him, um, and he just. It's just so fast in it? just that shift. I don't think we probably appreciate how fast he can move that shift onto his shot onto his right foot. I think that it looks like it's so obvious the error, but you don't send two, you know, arguably a man player of the season, Lawton, and one of the best defenders we've ever had in target. He's, it can't be a coincidence that he's made it look like he's going that way to two straight defenders and then come in and and got the shot away as fast as he did. I think there's probably a great deal of skill in that. Um, Popey gets down. It's called a collapse dive. Just, just, uh, I've learned that myself um, because Louis does it. So yeah, there's a collapse dive. Then he gets his hand to it. He will be disappointed because like you just said, then technically he's done the hard bit. He's done everything right. He's got down and then just doesn't manage to keep it out. So, it's a similar sort of concept to the penalties when they get around to it, isn't it? You know, sometimes it's just hit that hard and that well. But the keeper's still disappointed that they get their hands to it and keep it out. But technically, if yeah. he's done everything right, professionals are saying he's done everything right, then they're all to criticise. Yeah,
0: fair enough. So that was their goal. Uh, before we get to our goal, it should have been 2-0 to Arsenal. We were so bad at the back, weren't we, for, for the first 20, 25 minutes. Saka that, just... Yeah, Saka just cuts through us so easily. Um, I'm not sure if it's Saka that actually cuts through, us, but Saka has the chance. It was a little bit unfortunate because it bounces off Taylor, then bounces off somebody else, and lands at Saka. But he still gets through us too easily, and he's three yards out and he puts it wide.
2: Yeah, they come down the right hand side. It's Saka to Aubameyang, and it's a one-two quick move. It, it pinballs like you just said them through the defense. Uh, ben made done well really to block it. Uh, you know, another day that's bouncing out and clearing out, and then it's a good tackle. But unfortunately, it just seems to spin off him and come. Straight into Saka, who's had half a second to decide what he's going to do with that shot, and thank God he ported it wide. But Port was quick out there off the mark. If you have to watch the replays back, Port does narrow that angle, the same one that people might criticise him for in the Leicester game for narrowing that angle and anticipating it. He's anticipated yeah. it again, and it's done. He's done the right job this time. Not him, the the, the scenario.
0: Yeah, yeah. Uh, I like Saka as well, so I was pretty oh, yeah. shocked that he, yeah, he's a very good player. Um, it, I'll be very, very surprised if he's not the England left-back in, in the Euros uh, in, in the summer. Um, but again, that's a different debate. Um, but then, obviously, our goal. Um, an absolute gift. Absolute gift wrapped, popped on a plate. He loves playing against Burnley, doesn't he, Granit Xhaka? Absolutely loves it. Sent off at the Emirates for grabbing Westie by the throat and boots the ball at, at Woody uh, to give us a goal at the turf.
2: Nice and, yeah. nice and you know, simple from us. Like, me, me, Anna and Grandad would have said it, yeah, they're not here anymore, but they would have watched, you know, when they used to come back to you and say, Hey, you got a four in paper, and you know, like, because yeah. it was like, you know, when they used to do him out of 10. Well, I can't remember where I saw it, but it was on like a who scored or something, like that, one of the apps, and he did actually get a four. Um, he <laughs> was awful, weren't he? He didn't have the best yeah. of the game. Um, I was listening to a debate on Talk Sport, interestingly, I think it was. Um, and they said, you can blame Jacker all you want, and he he should have done better with the pass, but the blame starts with the goalkeeper. The goalkeeper's got the ball. No one's set. He's he released the ball, and they're having to deal with it. Um, me and you just watched it back. Yeah. Chris anticipates it because he's actually running away from goal, sees Jacker put his head down and then sort of moves his cell backwards to try and cut the passing lane, and he's done exactly that. Not just that, it's, it's his hip and gone in the net. Yeah, just
0: quickly watching it again there briefly, I remember I, I, I saw a bit of a debate on, I think it was on TV somewhere, it could have been on the radio, I can't remember, uh, and they weren't necessarily saying that, uh, that the blame starts with the goalkeeper, but they were sort of like, similar sort of vibe though, they were saying, look, Arsenal have a thing where they play it out from the back, it's been Arteta's way of playing football, Arsenal have been known for doing it for, for years, to be fair, never mind just Arteta, Um and they, they, they invite their pressure by doing that. And now they do it for a little bit, it around the back. But then you've got to make choices as a footballer. So even though the manager says, we want you to play out from the back, you've got to make a choice as a footballer as you think, right, this is enough now. We're not getting out. We need to launch it. And yeah, I, I do feel I can understand why they've said that about the goalkeeper. Because when it goes to the goalkeeper, I think in that moment, you should have thought, right, this is a time now where I need to launch it. But I think it's Taylor. Or oh, it could be someone else passing it back to the keeper originally. Then he passed it back to Xhaka. Um And then even in that scenario, I think Xhaka could easily have passed it back to the goalkeeper yeah, and say, hey, right, boot it now. Yeah. Go on. <laughs>
2: Sorry. I think they were saying it because Xhaka's got his back to the play now. He's got his, yeah. you know, He's facing his own goal. He's been given the ball. He's got five yards of space to deal with it. But I do agree with you. He has enough time to deal with it. And... Uh, and at the end of the day, if Jack is not good enough to deal with that scenario when he's got no one really that near him, granted he's being pressed from behind, but the passing lane, is ten yards yeah. away. From him. If he's not good yeah, he's to with, on he's being pressed from behind,
0: but it's not even it's not even on the uh, the same sort of concept as
2: what Choudhury was. He's being well, this, pressed, but it's not even as bad as that last one. That's two games that we've dealt with them making errors and that's led to our goals. Not individual brilliance or anything. It's just I know Vidra, you could say, was an individually brilliant goal, but it's dealt with by their errors straight away yeah, which has come from our press because it's come from our press now the narrative is changing and I know you enjoy these sort of things but last year it was like oh boring Burnley or bullying Burnley and then all I'm hearing now is Burnley played to the strengths but it's the same football mate and it, it, it infuriates me but if they want to play it out from the back then they've got to be good enough to deal with a press and if you can't deal with Burnley's press then you shouldn't be Xhaka's role it should be someone else's role
0: Yeah, I do feel that Arsenal don't have the players for the style of play that they want. Xhaka, Holding, louise all brilliant examples of defenders that aren't good enough uh, to do that sort of thing. Um, But then, obviously, it goes into the second half. um, And again, I think we were lucky to to come away with a point. Um, I felt like we were lucky to stay in the game. We were lucky to have the goal. And I thought we defended well, to be fair, for large parts, especially in the second half. But Arsenal, with that last 10, 15-minute pressure, they
2: probably should have had something happen. Yeah, man, basically. I mean, one huge cloud from this game um, was Charlie Taylor going off injured again. Um, He's gone off injured. But what that did was it opened the door for a fucking onslaught from Peters. Yeah, Uh, Peters,
0: Peters doesn't care.
2: He will do whatever he has to do. What a game he had mate. He had twenty minutes. He could have got man of match for me. He came on. He did a forty-yard volley that dipped and nearly caught Leno off his line. So that one is a corner within two minutes of coming on the pitch. Then there's a handball, which obviously we'll stop here and go into this one. I imagine, but there's two stabs at that handball from Pepe. Um, well, our, yeah.
0: What what are we going to do? Are we going to are we going to sort of like ask about both decisions? So we'll stop here and and, and discuss both the decisions. Then we'll obviously yeah. start with the. The Arsenal penalty that wasn't given, not the one that he was given a red card for, the first one. Um, So Xhaka has the ball. He tries to get it past Eric. It hits his arm as it's down by his side. Then he tries to do it again. And now this time, Eric lifts his arm in the air. It's not an unnatural movement. It is a natural movement. He puts his arm in the air, moves towards his left-hand side because he knows that's where Xhaka wants to go. And then it hits his arm again. Yeah. Obviously, Arsenal appealed for a penalty. I thought it was a penalty. I still think it's a penalty. I'll put this out there now, but it wasn't given.
2: It's a storm warm penalty. There's no argument. If that was against us, I would be spewing. And Arsenal did that. You know, this is massive decisions. And we'll go into the second one in a minute, but we are fighting relegation, whether people want to accept that or not. You know, I do think we've got enough to stay up, but we're still in it. We're still contenders for relegation. And these massive decisions... What make and break, and you know, the clubs beneath us will be looking at going, How the fuck is that not a penalty? Because if the ball, if your arms are up here, you're taking the risk. They always say that, don't they? If you've got your arms up in the air, you're taking a risk. Yeah. Um, does Pepe hit it towards his hand? Yeah, but I think you've got to look at it and say, If, Pe- if Pepe is going to get a shot on goal, if you didn't handball that and your arm was down by your side, fair enough, but it's not, it's up in the sky, then it's got to be a foul. And the fact of the matter is it's in the penalty area, so it's a penalty, in my opinion. It's one of them.
0: I I thought it was a penalty at the time. Um, Whatever that referee lad's called who does the referee stuff on BT, he says um, it was too close. So the proximity is too close, and that's why it wasn't given. And I've seen screenshots on Twitter of the handball rule. Now, the handball, handball rule changes. It's just changed again. So I don't even know where we're at at the minute with the handball rule, but this, or, or even if my point is, I don't know if these screenshots are recent or if they're about the new rule or if they're about an old rule because it's changed recently again. So I don't know where we're at with the handball rule, but according to the rule of the guy on the VAR, he said he didn't give it because of the close proximity. So Peters, it, because his arm was in a natural position, didn't have time to move his arm away from that because of how close it was to
2: Peters. I agree with that but I've seen so many given for a lot, lot less. Not even a little bit less, like a lot less. Um, The rule has changed, but from my understanding, it doesn't change till June, uh, which is in time for the Euros. Now, um, I know where Premier League rules, but I'm saying it's changing by then. Um, It is on ball. You know what I mean? It's just got to say to yourself, close proximity. Let's put it this way, right? If you, for anyone listening now, if you think, oh, it is ball or it isn't ball, my question to you guys is, if he gives that penalty, does VAR say, no, he's too close to that, mate? We're going to re- we're going to take that no. penalty. Away.
0: Yeah, I can't see VAR overturning that if he's given it.
2: No. And that's the way you've got to look at it. If they wouldn't overturn it, and you, you're you on the fence, I don't think they'd overturn it. I think it's definitely a penalty, by the way. But yeah, for me, it's a penalty, and I don't think VAR would have said no if it was given.
0: Yeah, yeah. So, I. I... Uh, again, it's just another its another interpretation of how a particular person interprets a rule. There's no black and white again, whereas I feel like there should be. It's a case of that referee decided in that particular moment it wasn't a penalty, so it's not a penalty. Um, like I said, and obviously I'm basing that on the fact that you've just said if he had given it, VAR wouldn't have overturned it and took it back. Um, the next one is again involving Eric Peters. Um, he blocks the ball on the line. There, there, I may add, as he pointed out, and then Lacazette come up and went. Like sure you did. Um obviously apologies if you if you're listening to the podcast, I was pointing at my shirt. Sure. Um but yeah, obviously the a shot comes in, I can't remember who hits a shot. Eric Peters gets his body in the way on the line, hits his shoulder, shoulder slash chest, um, goes over the line. Referee could not wait to blow the whistle. Could not wait to point to the spot. And I've never seen a referee get his red card out as quick as that. It was like a, a a competition of how quick you could get your card out and how quick you could make a a wrong decision. Um, but yeah, obviously, so uh, originally Peters is sent off and Arsenal have a penalty, but VAR overturns it because, rightly, in my opinion, this time it's hit his shoulder. What were your thoughts on that one?
2: Yeah, I mean, I don't know how the referees seeing it enough to make an instant decision like you just said then the red car came out as fast as they were running um how the referee seeing it from the angle if anyone watches it back you'll see what i mean how he can determine that is he that he's like saved he's saved it tipped it over bar uh i don't know how he's made that decision because he can't see it from where he's at so that baffles me dash comes out and says the exact same thing and i can't agree with him more i don't know why he was so excited to get the red out um it's a great save, in it? Let's be fair. I know it's his shoulder, by the way. Really about what, <laughs> it really a, what a saving block. Uh, he's he, he shouldered it. He's not just shouldered it. He's actually put his shoulder behind it. It's not just hit him. Uh, and it's gone yeah. rocketing over. I think the, the post just just after that or just before that, he, he's gone and thrown his body. There's two defenders throwing the body at it. It's a fair play to the other one. I can't even remember who it were now because Peter got all the limelight. But two defenders threw the body in front of that ball. Uh fantastic defending fantastic defending
0: yeah it was so well done Eric for that and um, yeah so I think they've got the first one wrong I think it's Amol and Arsenal should have had a penalty but I think they've got the second one right eventually eventually yeah so we agree on shout out to Eric because as I told you the other day um, he put um, a picture up on on Instagram on his story of uh, him playing football in the game uh, pretty much straight after full time um, and I responded to the story and said, I can't believe how quick he got that red card out there, Eric. And he put, yes, I still felt the burn of that ball on my shoulder. So he he knew where, obviously he will do, but he's yeah. known where that's hitting. And that's what annoys me because Eric Peters is standing there. And again, apologies for watching on the podcast, listening on the podcast, but pointing at his shoulder like that. And then Lacazette walks up to him and points at the Burnley sleeve. Now, this is why I have wore this one today. He points at the sleeve. I think what he's saying is it's because the blue starts there, so it makes it look like it's hit your shoulder, but it's actually hit there. But yeah. um, I'll just, I'll just point out. Uh, I'll echo what somebody said on Twitter. I can't remember who it was who said whoever designed the shirt this year is an absolute genius because it does make it. Say if it hits it there at the top yeah. of the sleeve. Again, apologies if you're watching or listening on the podcast. It is going to make it look originally like it's hitting like there. Um, but I think VAR would would soon figure that out. To be fair.
2: Yeah, yeah, it's uh, it's been a it's been a weird game for for controversy in some respects. I mean, the the thing that made this controversial because for me it's it's cut and dry. It's not a red card, not thing, But the the controversy is that he got a red card out in the first place in, in that sort of manner. He, what he should have done was blow penalty, let uh, and then maybe he met the decision of VAR. Is it um you know is it an obvious sorry is it uh, what do you call it when it's done on purpose? and obvious basically? error. No, you know when they do it on purpose. Oh, like, deliberate handball. Deliberate. So, if he if he's hit his arm and he's just running, you can't give a red for that. You can give a yeah. penalty. I don't know where the double jeopardy rule stops and starts anymore. But the, uh, the fact of the matter is, you can't make the decision from where he is and what he's seen, whether it's actually his arm number one, and he definitely can't tell that he did it deliberately or not.
0: No, I agree with that. I, I do feel like the referee was um, poor in that one. I feel if you give the they're not going to turn um and again i feel like he he couldn't wait to get the red card out and obviously cuz var overturned that one i think it's that one is black and white you can tell where it yeah. hits him you can tell it doesn't hit his arm so that one for me is black and white um but i think that's pretty much it obviously arsenal turned the screw in the last 10 minutes but couldn't
2: score so we held on for a point Yeah. Just before that, as well, it's worth mentioning. Wood had a one-on-one chance. I think it come from the left-hand side with Peters. I forgot about that. Yeah, that I was a little bit disappointed that
0: Chris missed that one. To be honest. Yeah,
2: good save to be fair, but it is a uh, keeper's done exactly what we're saying. Port did it the last. The game has come out, narrowed the angle straight away, fast off his feet. Port should would have put it either side of him, possibly. Yeah, but it was uh, it was a good strike to be fair. It's just like he said, straight at him. It was straight at him. Yeah, he's
0: hit it well enough. If anything, it's one of the old cliches. He's hit it too well. Uh, if, he, if he scuffs it, it probably goes in. Yeah. Um, but I thought he should like have looked better with that Barnes one. On it was put
2: on an absolute plate for him. Well, like the Ashley Barnes one, when he slipped under his foot, it actually opened the whole goal for him, didn't it? Um, yeah, yeah. Although, right
0: although, although some people have since said that that were brilliant controller. I'm not so sure. I'm okay. still not so sure. Um, but that's it for the Arsenal game um, from me and Sam. And Here's what the Burnley fans thought uh, with the Arsenal fan reaction. Hi,
5: hey guys. Let's talk uh, the Arsenal game. Uh, good point in the end really uh, tough team, Arsenal uh, you know first half was a bit worried because they, they started off like a house on fire uh, you know, causing issues with their pace and stuff and they were getting in behind us the second half was more like the, the previous game, the last game so uh, <laughs> a bit fortunate with a goal but Chris Wood's where he needs to be that's why he's a striker, he's up there um, for possibly got a bit lucky with a penalty. Uh, the penalty, not the VR one, but that, that, that's you know that's where VR comes in and is good for the game because it you know helps the ref out and stuff. But yeah, with the first one possibly it could have been a penalty but we'll you know we've had enough luck to go against us in previous games against that lot. So I don't feel any sympathy for them. <laughs> uh, you know, second half, we'd, if we keep playing like that, we'll be all right, I think. Um, I thought uh, Fidger would play well again, uh, cause issues. Defensively, I thought it looked quite solid. Second half, um, would would play very well again. He's coming into some form now. He's an important player for us. He, because it's not just his, his goal scoring, it's his hold-up play as well. And it uh, just seems an important cog in the machine. Uh, Shame about Taylor going off. Uh, hopefully injury is not too bad. Uh, tough game next against Everton, but you never know, we, we might catch him on a bad day, like uh, Fulham did. So we're just got to keep picking up points where we can because it's getting a little bit tight down there because Fulham are doing well I think it'll be okay at the end of the season anyway, yeah, on to the next game and hopefully beat Everton cheers guys <laughs>
3: Top teams again! Bloody Loutz has been amazing recently, but he got done like a bloody kipper there, didn't he? And talks went the same way, just left it wide open, didn't it? For a a bomba yang to slip it in there post. Thought Nick might have done a bit better, Poppy might be a bit disappointed with that. Very frustrating, isn't it, when he gets an hand to it, but then it just oh trickles over the line. But anyway we we dug in, didn't we? Recovered well, didn't go uh, under like we did against Spurs, hung in there and uh, got a ridiculous bloody equaliser. Oh my god, that a funny as fuck, weren't it? Fucking shakaka and the funny v shakaka and all, didn't it? That clown he got sent off down there, didn't he? Brilliant that he did that. See play that played it across back like that straight <laughs> in. What a gift. Bloody brilliant, that. Then, second half, we were proper at it, weren't we? We could have won it. I knew we could have lost it and all, to be fair. But bloody hell, that, uh, oh, that was a cracking chance, weren't it? With Vids and Wood really um, went up brilliantly there, didn't they? It's a shame he couldn't slot it in corner. Did well, though. got it on target. Just good good from keeper, I suppose, in the end, and then, uh, oh, what a, what a bloody mental 20 minutes for Peters. Oh, were bonkers, weren't it? Well in action. I don't know. Straight on and uh, got booked. That bloody, bloody laggy's head. Lag, lag Making a right bloody meal like that, weren't it? Got himself a yellow card for out. And, uh, oh, would I tell you what. That bloody player, should have been... Sent off earlier. Sack of a bloody sack of, sh- sack a shit. Eh? He, how many bloody times were he fouling Taylor? He got one yellow card, didn't he? And then he'd do another couple. Well, there were that. That could have been a bloody penalty. On Vince, eh? It could have been. I don't know how much were in it, but he clearly impeded him. Why is Vince going to go like that when he's shooting? He went to shoot and he hit his boot, had he? So... That could have been a yell anyway, we weren't it? so no way. But there was another one. Oh, he should have been bloody off. Mind you, we're better off not having a man, having him sent off, aren't we? Not very good against 10 men, are anyway. we? So yeah, bloody pizzas. <laughs> what an eventful half hour, 20 minutes he had. It was hilarious, weren't he? It, it? Like, got booked straight away, then had that b- belting shot. Bloody hell, that would have been goal at decade, wouldn't it? If that had gone in i oh, how far out we miles out, weren't we? What a shame that didn't go in. And then to the end, oh, I think we were a bit lucky with first. Non-penalty, weren't we? With, uh, there were a couple of handballs there where he had his arm out. Oh, so, oh my heart was in my mouth. It was, oh, God, it could be given. But anyway, that passed by. I didn't do no about that, thank fuck. <laughs> and then uh, that went offline. I thought, as soon as I saw it, I thought, that's not, that's, 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 not, that's not on ball. But ref was straight in there, weren't he? You sometimes wonder if, like, refs had players in their ear, and then he, like, dice him. Could wait to get his card out. Go we have his card off, 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 Have a think about it, you bloody idiot. Have a look at that. And then, thank fuck, Var saved the day, didn't it? come and uh, rescue the day because, yeah, quite clearly, it was his bloody shoulder and then, uh, oh, that weren't the end of it, were it? And it last few minutes, bloody hell, it were rattling all over the place in box, weren't it? But we, we dug in, got bodies in way and oh, oh when it came off post in last minute, oh, jeez, I was pissing my knickers nearly. Oh. But anyway, at the end of the day, we was a blood, bloody wag, well-earned point, weren't it? Another Three games in seven days. Done all right there. Can't, can't knock it. We'll back it up. we uh, win against Everton next time out. We'll be uh, well safe. I think we're safe now. We'll 30 points with, what, that nine games to play, is it? Oh, I think we'll be right. we only need another win and a draw. Couple of wins. Piece mm-hmm. of piss. Onwards and upwards, carrots. All right, that's me for now. Take care of yourselves. ta
0: So thanks everyone who got involved with the Arsenal fan reaction. Uh, Again, if you want to get involved, you can. Uh, If you are getting involved, though, um, please make sure you do it the day after, or all of the day, um, but don't send them two days after, um, because on this occasion. Uh, we couldn't put the video out because they came in a little late. It's not an issue. Uh, I, I still managed to get it in the podcast. Obviously, I would just have uh, But it, it would also mean that the fan reaction video uh, won't go on YouTube. So I think it's a bit silly putting it out two days after the game. Uh, but strike while the iron's out. Stry- while the out. Um, But anyway, I've already mentioned the fact that we are, of course, sponsored by Sport. You can see sit, still see it at the bottom of your screen there. And as I mentioned, every week I upload a fan time question. Now, unless Simon's seen the fan time question on um, the Turfcast podcast Instagram or the Turfcast podcast Twitter, he won't be aware of what this week's question is. So I will ask it him now, live, and throw him under the bus a little bit. Cool. This week's question is, is Fulham's current form worrying you?
2: No. Okay, expand. Because uh, I still think that we are... If... It's when you're above the relegation zone, you look down and see everybody beneath you. Um, and you think, shit, we've got them catching and they're catching, and, and we've got to look out because Fulham are on a bit of a run. But we've been in that position where you're third bottom, and the third, the last thing you do is look at the someone who's four points away from you. You're looking at the points, the people in between that you can get on the next win. If you can get one more win and get it now, I think looking at the ones that are in between us and Fulham, just for the examples, uh, are Newcastle, for example. Um, they are in free fall. They've got injuries. They've got, I know we could have injuries, don't get me wrong, but I feel like we we can't have had a worse injury run than we had at the beginning of the season. Now, it's happening to, uh, to Newcastle now. Every team has it. They have their injury barren runs and all that lot. Um, I don't see Newcastle picking up points anytime soon. That being said, I can't remember the exact fixtures that Fulham have got coming up, but I believe that the next one is Manchester City off the top of my head.
0: Uh, well, I'll just quickly get it up. We're just going back to the league table. Um, you are right in what you say. It's obviously Sheffield United, West Brom. Forget about them. They're gone. Uh, yep. Then Fulham on in 18th on 26 points. They are now caught up with Brighton. Um, yep. Brighton have a game in hand. They're on 26 points. They're one point behind Newcastle, who also have a yep. game in hand on both us and Fulham uh, yep. on 27 points. And then three points away is Burnley. Uh, on yeah. 28 games played though. Uh, and then three points ahead of that is Southampton and another point ahead of that is Palace. So I think it's I think it's 15th down. I think Southampton and Palace have probably got too many points on the board. Um, so it's us, Newcastle, Brighton and Fulham. I, I think it, it's going to be one of them. I'll be honest, Fulham's form, my, my anxiety went through the roof. When they beat Liverpool, I was sweating. I was like, here we fucking go. I'm not having this. Yeah. I can't be off this for the next few months. That gap, like you say, they have got a bit of a tough run. Um, I haven't got it on the screen like, yet. Um, yeah. But but the, the point the point I'm going to make is that Liverpool game was included in that tough run. That seven-point gap was supposed to stay there for the next three or four games. That's yeah. why my anxiety has gone through the roof. We, we created that seven-point gap from them two draws and it gave us a bit of breathing space because you could see Fulham winning two games to him now at the end of the season before that Liverpool game anyway. And then if they've won two games and are above us whereas now that seven point gap means they have to win three ideally or obviously two and draw um, uh, so it was uh, it was a three game gap rather than a two game gap so that I thought by the time that they've come through this tough run we could even be you know 10-11 points away from them but they've closed that gap a little
2: bit to four points because of that win at Liverpool so that sent my anxiety through the roof let me just read out some of the fixtures that they've got to deal with ignoring our fixtures for now the next game is Man City then they've got Leeds. Where are these games at? Fulham's um, at home against City. They're at home against Leeds. Then they're, uh, they've got Villa away, which obviously you still expect Villa to turn them over. They've yeah. got Wolves, Arsenal, Chelsea, uh, Man United near the end. They've got us. And then the, the more important game at the minute, looking at where we are all standing now, is the last game of the season, is Newcastle.
0: Yeah. I think if you're so, a Fulham but, fan, you're looking at that and you're thinking... We can beat Leeds.
2: We can beat They're in free
0: fall at the minute. We can beat Burnley. We can beat Wolves and we can beat Newcastle. I think as a Fulham fan, you're looking at them four games and thinking
2: there's 12 points, potentially 12 points there. Now, are you ready for this one? So this is Newcastle. So this is a massive game on Saturday at eight o'clock, they're playing Brighton. (sighs) Oh, please draw. Please draw. Then they've got us and then they've got West Ham, Liverpool, Arsenal. Leicester, Man City and then them two massive games at the end which is Sheffield United and, and um, Fulham. So just the teams at the bottom have all still got to fight each other, but yet they've still got like, all the big ones to play still. Um, I feel yeah. like, you know, with our, the injuries that we had at the beginning of the season and the injuries that Newcastle have gotten now I still feel like it's our—it's in our hands and it's in our favour. Irrelevant of the point system. Uh, I know it's in our hands mathematically, but I still feel like it's more than in our hands.
0: Yeah. Um, that Brighton game is Saturday the 20th. I've just, because I'm subscribed to other channels uh, on YouTube, being a Burnley fan channel, whatever we are, podcast. And uh, there's a Newcastle guy that I like to watch. It's called the Toon Review. Check him out. He, he's very, very good at what he does. I like him because he's a typical Newcastle fan where he's constantly more, oh, ah, Bruce, is shite. Um, and I remember him saying that, that game against Villa is massive now. So their next two games are Villa at home and Brighton away. Yeah. They get zero points. I feel like, I agree with you, I'm worried, but I still don't think we're going to go down. I think Newcastle are worse than us. I think Brighton are worse than us. Um, copyright Johnny Tate, but Brighton are all fart no smell. Um, they can't, I, I still think Brighton will, 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 will do enough to get over the line, if I'm being honest. Um, But I think Newcastle are in freefall and I'm going on a Newcastle podcast tonight to have a relegation debate. Uh, And I'm going to sit there on this Newcastle podcast and say, I think you're going down. So that'll be interesting. Um, So you're saying, uh, the be all and end all of what we've just done is that you're saying that Fulham's form doesn't worry you because you still believe that Newcastle and Brighton are worse than us. Yeah, basically. Uh, we had a couple of responses. Thank you, everyone that got in touch. Uh, if you haven't already, please download the app. It'd mean the world if you could just respond to it. Obviously, it makes us look better if you're responding to the to the thing, and we get four or five responses than just two. Um, but Neil Leaffield's been in touch. Evening, Neil, at whatever time of day it is, you're listening to this. Says, not yet. Yeah. They've still only won four games, and like you say, everyone wins at Anfield these days. Yeah, they do. Uh, I'd be more worried if I was a Newcastle fan, as the club's in free fall. Everyone's mourning and arguing. If Fulham stay up, then it's them at risk, not Burnley. Yeah. Talk BFC, check them out on Instagram, uh, says City, Leeds and Villa are their next three games, as we've just said. Surely they're dropping points somewhere in that run. Hopefully, Talk BFC, they're dropping points everywhere in that run. Um, but I feel like they'll look at that Leeds game and uh, I think they can get a win there. Um, I do think they'll stay up this season, though. We just need to focus on our results and try and get to safety. Um, so, just on a sort of like little buy product debate thing, then who do you think is going down if it's not Burnley? Uh,
2: currently, if you've got you can't look past Newcastle. It's very difficult to like Brighton. Yeah, they are all far north now, but um, or whatever it is. And then you've got you have got the of the factories, though. they're still creating twenty chances now. Not every get. You know, look at the chances. Eventually, they're, they're, eventually they'll turn into goals. What we'll look at what happened against Arsenal, mate. We didn't even have a chance. It hit him on Arsenal went in. That's it's all they is. need now is that turn of luck. That them chances are scuffed in. The the ugly goals doesn't matter. But when you're creating twenty chances and and something ridiculous of them are on target, the odds are the odds are in their favor. So for that reason, is why I think that it's Newcastle over Brighton. The thing that worries me about Newcastle
0: is they're in this position and i've i've defended steve bruce uh, before but i feel like now they're in this position um because of all the negativity surrounding the club and i think the one thing that will lift that is if they yeah. sack steve bruce now i do think he's only maybe another defeat another couple of defeats away from getting sacked and i'm then worried that they'll get this new manager bounce or so just that lift from sacking him that's what worries me about newcastle i feel like they've got good players i don't feel like they should be in that position Uh, Whereas with West Brom, they are never worried me because you look at at them and you think, oh, they're shit, they're not going to get out of it. Whereas with Newcastle, they have the players to get out of it. So if they stack Steve Bruce and get a lift, they could get out of it. So then Newcastle are on the front foot, Fulham are on the front foot, and then it's between us and Brighton. And then as we've just said, Brighton's chances are going to, that's why, this is what happens when you've got anxiety. All these scenarios that aren't happening are happening in my head.
2: I was just going to say, though, mate, all this makes for an exciting end to a season. I know it's what not an exciting end. I don't <laughs> well, want an exciting end. I know it's not what you say, but just a quick sort of thingy, like, you know, read the fi- bear in mind the fixtures I've read out. Now, there's no such thing as an easy fixture in the Premier League. I'm aware of that. But Please there's sure. definitely fucking harder ones. So, you've yeah. got, we've got Everton, Southampton, Newcastle, United, Wolves, West Ham, Fulham, Leeds, Liverpool then ended on Sheffield United. Now, when you list that compared to the other two teams that we've just mentioned, their run of fixtures, definitely as a neutral, you would look at that and say, Burnley, they've got the easier run.
0: Yeah, I, I agree with that. I just, I don't know. I've got a horrible. I don't, I ultimately don't think we'll go down. I've said that. Uh, it's just my anxiety racking around my head. Um, but yeah, uh, we've got a. If we, we 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 miss an opportunity against Leicester. We've missed a lot of opportunities. That's what's worrying me. We've, we've missed so many opportunities and we shouldn't be our where we are. But like I said a million times, Burnley of last season will be 10th now. Uh, we can beat Southampton on that list. We can beat Newcastle on that list. We can beat Fulham on that list. We can beat Leeds on that list. I think you said Wolves as well. We can beat them. We can beat Sheffield United. So there's six games there where even if you win three of them, you win three of them,
2: you're out of it. So ended. fingers crossed we can win three of them. Not just that, just don't get beat against Fulham. Don't get beat against... Um, who was the other one? Uh, Sheffield, do against Newcastle. Yeah. You, you don't get beat against them teams and nick a couple of results elsewhere. You, you've done it. Yeah. Well, we could
0: pick up three points against Everton this week. And obviously, that's who we've got coming up next. Um, Everton have got a couple of injuries. Rodriguez has been out. I think he might be back for the Burnley game, though. Of course, we'll go more into this on the probably live pre-game show on Saturday morning. Um, So join us there if you want a more in-depth Everton debate. Uh, I think Dukara went off injured yesterday in the Chelsea game. I'm not even sure if that's how you pronounce his name, uh, and that'll be a big loss for them. Um, But Everton are a good side this season. Um, They've been a little bit indifferent, to be fair. They are above Liverpool now, though. Uh, But they have been a little bit indifferent this season. There's been parts this season where they were absolutely class. I think they were top at one point, only for like a week or so. Um, but obviously with players like Rodriguez and Rich Richarlison, there's, there's players there that, that can unlock any defence, even the Burnley defence. So it's going to be a tough game. Rich
2: Richarlison pay, playing up top, mate, is one of the key factors to their run of form at the minute because he, he's on fire up top. Rather than playing out wide, uh, he's playing really well. Um, Keane's playing well. Uh, Pickford, though, mate, he had a, made a bad decision against Chelsea, came out, rushed out, took the player down, gave away a penalty, and... Um, he did a couple of good saves after that, if I'm honest with you. But he's very erratic. Like even the one where he did a good save, he came rushing out, did a really good save, but then left his cell because it cannoned off him. It went straight to the middle, and he was well out of position. But he did well to get back a blocking. But the, I remember the last time we played Everton, and I was thinking, oh, it's Pope versus Pickford. This is Pope's chance to show that he's like. I think both keepers had a fucking wilde. So yeah. let's. Uh, you can't you can't say Pickford's a bad keeper. You can't. But some days. He's his own worst enemy, and which um, just depends on what thing the players like that. What my point is, it depends on what Pickford turns up. Depends on what rationale, buddy Rich, sort Richarlison's got in his head because he can be a, a Jacker and a red card waiting to happen. Yeah, bastard. Um, but yeah, you've got. It just depends on what stars turn up on the day because uh, they've got a team that could beat anyone, and then they can beat themselves at times as well. Is my point.
0: Yeah, yeah. Uh, Everton do worry me because, like I said, they've got James Rodriguez, they've got Rick Um, But if Rodriguez is still out, like he was against Chelsea, and Rich doesn't turn up, uh, which is known to sometimes, like you say, uh, then yeah, we, we, we could we could get a win. Um, I think it'll be very difficult to get a win at Goodison Park. Yeah. Um, definitely. Um, it's going to be a tough one, especially with Charlie Taylor likely to be out now. Obviously, we, we don't know that. We just, Dash hasn't said anything yet. Um, but Peters, I suppose, is a good enough defensive um, replacement.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Well, Dash will play Charlie Taylor at 70% fit, it seems, this season, looking at what he's done with him. Um, But Peters is a more than adequate replacement. He's done really well every single time he's been asked to come in, but he isn't looking like Charlie Taylor's going to play just because he he lived off injured. Uh, Again, away from home, going to be a tough one. I think I fancy a 0-0 on this one. Yeah? yeah.
0: I've obviously, oh, yeah. I'll, I'll rip your hand off for that now. I don't know, I can't see he's keeping a clean sheet against Mitch Allison and Rodriguez, if I'm being honest. Um, I'd like to to, to wear the, the realistic cap on this podcast when it comes to predictions, whereas Simon likes to wear the, oh, I'll just predict a Burnley point or a win. Um, so, <laughs> with that in mind, everybody, I'm going to go 2-0 Everton, I think. I, I, I don't know. I think Everton are going to want to bounce back from that Chelsea game. Um, so, if, if we got a point against Everton, I'd I'd be made up with that, just like I was with the point against Arsenal and, to a lesser extent, the point against Leicester. Um, But three points out of them three games in March, we would have all took that, even judging off what
2: everyone said responded to the message that when I put that fixture list up, everyone would have took three points. Well, I'll I'll put it out there now. and I think you mentioned that Pitchport have now done a league table where you can guess scores. Uh, Next season, we need to actually do like a Super 6 or... Version, uh, league table of uh, us uh, all and the fans, and we'll have a good go. But yeah, yeah I'm, well, I'm going nil no, nil. No.
0: Yeah, definitely. That we'll, we'll, uh, is one of the plans for next season. The plans for next season, well, it's called Four Play um, on, on Pitch Sport. Uh, it's because you pick four of them. You can pick oh, any four of the of, of the 10, I think. Um, I've not started this season because they introduced it halfway through the season. I do do it myself. So if you haven't downloaded the Pitch Sport app yet, yeah, feel free to go there and, and, and predict them. Um, but yeah, I think next season, I think we will all do a four player The only problem is, like I said, you can pick any game you want. So people could come on it and not pick the Burnley game or whatever. Um, unless we created our own and, and had our own website and put it on there. But I'm not that good with creating websites. So I'm not sure. Uh, but I'm going two nil Everton. I've got the last two games spot on, by the way. I said 1-1 against Leicester. I said 1-1 against Arsenal. Fingers crossed. I am not wrong. I am not right and I'm wrong this time, is what I meant to say. There you go. Fingers crossed I am wrong, because I'm going to 0 Everton. that will well, be a tough one.
2: Yeah, it's going to be a good one. Good game, hopefully.
0: Yeah, uh, if you want a more in-depth Everton chat, hopefully I am joined by an Everton fan live on YouTube and on Facebook this Saturday morning. But I haven't got anything penciled in yet, so I'm not 100% confirming that. However, I have two or three Everton pages that I'm chatting to. So I can't see it not happening if I'm going to be honest with you. Um, but is there anything else you'd like to add, Simon? Anything you've seen that you want to discuss? Anything? Um, actually, one thing I do want to mention is Arsenal fans, you're a disgrace. Oh, uh, yeah. Or whoever it were that we're sending their messages to Eric Peters, disgraceful. The guy that sent the worst one, which I'm not going to repeat, the guy that sent the worst one actually had LCFC in his name. So either it was an Arsenal fan hiding behind a random account because he didn't have a profile picture shock or it was just a Leicester fan decided to get involved, or even a Lincoln City fan. It could have been, you know, it could have could have been anybody. Um, but the point remains. I don't remains, care. I don't understand where why it's so normal these
2: days. I don't understand. I hope I hope it's dealt with uh, the same way. I hope that you know everything. Every form of abuse, whether it's racist or not, is uh, just just threatening people's lives. It's um, ridiculous. Just it because he's gone to work and blocked a shot, it, it, Eric Peters what? didn't decide not to give a penalty. Yeah, exactly. So, um, yeah, it's disgusting. But on a positive note, on the the positives of social media, the um, the Turfcast fan base uh come rallying together didn't they to try and outlaw and get goal of the month so fingers crossed that comes together because they all yeah fingers
0: crossed that does come together at the time you're listening slash watching this uh whoever has won that shirt will have already been told um the plan is to announce it Tuesday evening um hopefully hopefully I can do that on time. Um but I should be able to like I said I'm on that podcast tonight so fingers crossed we can get it done. Um but if not I'll just do it tomorrow. Um but anyway yeah big shout out to everyone who got involved in that competition. Shout out to you for sorting it and to to Lawton for for being so generous. Um, But yeah, that's it then from us this week. Unless, like I say, anything else you want to add? Because I didn't really give you a chance. I just jumped in.
2: No, thank you, mate.
0: Happy days, happy days. Well, that's it from this week's Turfcast podcast. Like I said, we will have a watch along on Saturday. Simon, are you
2: available? Uh, I think so. Yeah. What time's kickoff? Half five. Should be all
0: right for then, yeah. Good, because I'm working. You might be on presenting duties. Happy days. Um, <laughs> um, before that, we should we should have a, a, a Turfcast podcast pre-game show on Saturday morning, provided I can get one. I've said it already. And then after that, we will, of course, have the match reaction uh, and then the fan reaction, hopefully, if we'll get enough responses. But if you don't like any of the other stuff that we do, we'll see you next Thursday for the podcast, as usual, on Thursday.